0: Up everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast, a weekly video game show where we talk about games—the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. I am one of your hosts, Jared Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Good evening. Good evening. Indeed, recording this evening as we normally do.
1: Although it's Texas, so it's basically full midday. Yeah, it's there, still the so afternoon who out can there. It's save. still hot.
0: And you want to just stay inside? But that's why it's perfect that we're doing this recording because you know we get to stay in the nice cool AC. What if we that's recorded great.
1: outside?
0: Oh, God. I'd, oh, God. I'd die. <laughs> that would just be. You would terrible. literally just see me just slowly just evolve. Dissolving into a puddle of water because that's about how it I goes. I would just
1: be furious about being able to hear dogs bark mm-hmm. on the microphone. Oh, I would you know, be too. Would, I, you, I wouldn't. All the noises, be children
0: outside. I just.
1: I'd be roaming around your neighborhood, just like kicking dogs and punching kids in the face. Kicking dogs. That's terrible. And but I like that. That's the one you grabbed onto, and not punching kids? kids in the face. Who cares about kids?
0: Honestly, <laughs> they're annoying. <sighs> but no. But if this is your first time listening, thanks for joining us. You can subscribe to the show across podcast services across the web, such as. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, and others. You can check out teamchatpockets.com slash where to listen for the full list. You can also watch each episode on YouTube and Twitch. So check us out there. Subscribe, like, send us a review, all that good fun stuff. If you have thoughts, questions, or suggestions, email us at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com or find us across social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Finally, we are a completely listener-supported show, so if you would like to support us because you're really loving and enjoying what we're creating, head over to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show, and in return, we will give you a cool perk, like getting the episodes early before their general Tuesday release and access to our private Team Chat Podcast Discord server. Again, that is patreon.com slash Podcast, And a big thank you to all of our current patrons who help make each and every episode possible. Round of applause. Okay, well, we want to give an update on something. We've mentioned it and talked about it before in the last couple of episodes. Now it is official. The Team Chat Podcast giveaway is happening. It starts today. It started already. So uh, you want to check out the links that we're putting out in our social media. Basically what it is, quick and simple, it's a chance to win a Used. Go ahead and say that. Caveat. Used. We're not that rich yet. Uh, Glacier White PS4. It's Mogan's old one. She's Indeed. giving it away because she bought a brand new, one of the new one that was released during the PS4 days of play during E3 that has like the gold triangle circle oh, X so and square beautiful. on it. It's very nice. Gertrude, very
1: as many of our fans would know her now, she's beautiful. She's kind of like a little bit darker than the blue of Jared's mm-hmm. shirt. Mm-hmm. Just the most beautiful PlayStation 4 you've ever seen. Next to, of course, the one that we're giving you the opportunity to win for free.
0: Right. And so these were originally released when Destiny 1 was coming out. And because they were the first PS4 to be completely glacier white, they are pretty big big item. And uh, Mogan was able to snatch one up then, and then now we're being able to give it away to someone else. Don't worry, it's being professionally cleaned, so it'll run like a brand new machine, but it's still used. So, caveat to that, but still it's a PS4, and it's Glacier and White, it's coming with a white controller, it's exactly. coming with all the cables it's going to be a great price for whoever is able to claim it.
1: And this is more of a pro than a caveat, even though it was released as part of the Destiny 1 specials it has no Destiny branding on the console Depending itself on how you feel about so Destiny. it's just beautiful in be Glacier or White, so you don't have to worry about it being like, I'm a hardcore Destiny fan. <laughs> it's not anywhere on the console itself
0: So go check it out. Uh, We got links up on our Twitter and our Facebook and all that stuff. You can find out more about that contest and how to enter in all that good stuff. So check it out. Why don't you? But before we get into our big topic of the day, it's time for some news.
1: All right. We've got a little bit of news coming up here. So for starters, out now and coming soon. So as of this episode's air date on July 3rd, we have Red Faction Guerrilla Remastered Mm -hmm. for PS4, Xbox One and PC. Coming soon, on July 5th, we have Mushroom Wars 2 for the Switch. We have Warhammer 40,000 colon Inquisitor dash Martyr. I'll say that one more time. I feel like all time. those Warhammer, there are know, Warhammer right. games coming they're out all the time. So, There was just
0: Warhammer Vermintide 2 or something that came insane. out a couple months Anyways, ago. Anyways,
1: this one is Warhammer 40,000, colon, Inquisitor, dash, Martyr, and that is for the PS4 and Xbox One. Again, both of those titles July 5th. Coming up very soon on July 10th, we have 20XX, 20XX, aka 2020. Ah. Uh, coming out for PS4 and Switch on the 10th, followed very shortly, I don't know how the contracting worked on this one, but uh, followed very shortly on July 11th by 2020 on Xbox One. <laughs> so Some the numbers. I know, right? <laughs> so the Switch and PS4 versions of 2020 are coming out on July 10th. The Xbox One version hits on July 11th, literally one day later. Also on July 10th, we have MXGP Pro for PS4, Xbox One, and PC again on July 10th, Shining Renaissance Refrain. Excuse me, Shining Resonance Refrain. Mm. I misquoted mis- 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 S- mis- S- there. A bit. Shining Resonance Refrain for PS4, Switch, uh, PC, and Xbox One. And then a bit of assorted news from around the web. Uh, one quick thing that fans of the Mega Man X series will be uh, interested to learn. Originally, mm-hmm. this is kind of like just a... Uh, fun fact, and also an update for the upcoming Mega Man X Legacy release. Mm-hmm. In the original Mega Man X games, the localization team, specifically for Mega Man X Five, chose to rename all of the bosses from the Japanese version coming over to the English version with variations of names from the band Guns and Roses. Okay. So, like, it was really so, like, for example, one of the bosses I think was named Axel the Red, and he was like kind of a red boss with a rose motif on his head, and so they named him Axel Rose, more or less. That makes sense. But unfortunately now, in the Mega Man X Legacy editions, they have... Changed that localization to be more in line with the original Japanese names, which I personally think is kind of a bummer. Uh, some hard. It's a were, fun little, l- it's a fun touch. It's thing. a silly, fun touch that I don't think was doing anybody any harm, except for maybe Guns and Roses. Cannot confirm, but since nobody, you know, nowadays our age or younger is that big of a Guns and Roses fan, uh, it would have been a fun thing to have around, Yeah, but sure. they decided to change it make it a little bit more true to form for the Mega Man X Japanese editions, and then of course in other news we have, Jarrett, you know a little bit more about this one than I do, what's happening in Halo news?
0: Alright, well it was announced today, which today being the 28th, June 28th, it was announced that... And this is coming from uh, entertainmentweekly.com. Halo TV show finally greenlit by Showtime. Quote, our most ambitious series ever. This is by James Hibbard. A scripted TV drama series based on Microsoft's massive Halo video game franchise for Xbox is finally really happening. That sounds like a weird, odd wording. Finally really
1: well, it sounds like even they're stunned that it's happening. Well, at all. I mean,
0: they've been talking about it for forever. I remember when the Xbox One was announced, and there was all that stuff. Like, I think it was Spielberg was attached like to a, a TV show. They did like a slight uh, Halo Nightfall. I think it might have been like a web series that you could only watch like on Microsoft's. Well, there's already platform, a web series,
1: though, about Halo. It's called Red vs. Blue.
0: Yeah, well, that's... And it's
1: the greatest Halo series you could our, ever our, uh, ask for. Made know, by local heroes, Local heroes, Rooster Rooster Rooster, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so... After being mired in development purgatory for five years, Showtime has announced a project greenlit for ten episodes, plus hired a showrunner and a director. We're told Halo, which is the show's working title for now, will dramatize an epic 26th century conflict between humanity and an alien threat known as the Covenant. Halo will weave deeply drawn personal stories with action, adventure, and a richly imagined vision of the future. Uh, Kyle Killen will serve as executive producer, writer, and showrunner, while Rupert Wyatt will direct multiple episodes and also executive produce. Quote, Halo is our most ambitious series ever, and we expect audiences who have been anticipating it for years to be thoroughly rewarded, said David Nevins, president and CEO of Showtime. In the history of television, there simply has never been enough great science fiction. Kyle Killen's scripts are thrilling, expansive, and provocative. Rupert Wyatt is a wonderful world-building director, and their vision of Halo will enthrall fans of the game while also drawing the uninitiated into a world of complex characters that populate this unique universe, end quote.
1: I feel like of the Halo games that I know of, anecdotally, from both mm-hmm. yourself and from, of course, our now-absent-Zack, Zach, yes. uh, of those that I know of, I feel like Halo ODST would have been the one that I feel like would make for the most dramatic series.
0: Just well, I mean, it still story. could be. Yeah, it, it This it, doesn't it, necessarily mean that it's going to be centered around Master Chief. Like, we well, don't know that yet. So
1: my feelings about whether or not they put Master Chief in the show are because, you like, you never see Master Chief's actual face in the right. games,
0: do you? Right.
1: So you could still get, presumably, the same guy to voice him. Which I think you should. Which, I, yeah, I feel like if they don't do that, obviously Halo fans themselves, I think, would riot. Oh, yeah. And it just, you know, it, it would just be, be weird. fun. It would be weird. You
0: know? Yeah. Exactly. Like, especially because of that. You're not seeing his face. Like... With the new Witcher TV series that's being developed by Netflix, same kind of thing. Like, you have a different actor so you're seeing a different like representation of Geralt it's so you you know you will have this whole thing of oh he looks a little different it's not Doug Cockle's voice okay that's fine after a couple episodes I'll get over it but if you're looking at the imagery of Master Chief and seeing Master Chief and it's not Steve Downs I believe is his name is this voice actor then you're going to be like what's going on with this This, and it will probably never feel right yeah so you know we'll see how it goes but yeah I mean this is just saying it's happening for sure they haven't said again like who it's going to focus on you know characters from the i mean i'm sure there will be references to the video games and the characters and all that stuff but will master chief be the main character don't know i couldn't like go they're... more the odst approach that's like yeah. the side characters that revolve around the main conflict kind of like how marvel does with all of their like t- tv show that yeah. are you know same universe but not featuring the people in the movies i
1: feel like that's probably going to be their focus uh If I were a show creator and I were trying to make something out of the Halo series, I feel like I would be very wary of using title character Master Chief Mm -hmm. in that series and that it would not necessarily be easier but a bit of a safer bet in terms of who you're wanting to draw into the show to maybe focus on some non-linear characters Mm -hmm. and
0: stories. Yep, I agree.
1: And that's all the news we have today. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, is it not? It's not. What did we miss?
0: Another announcement made today (gasps) in the world of Overwatch.
1: Oh, that's right. So anybody that forgot, or that not forgot, uh, anyone that hasn't yet seen it, Hero 28 was officially announced. It technically, so we may have talked about this on the show before of what I thought it might be. Yeah, I think we did. And I mentioned that I thought Hero Twenty Eight would be what I presumed was another ape from Lunar Colony, who is supposedly kind of uh, has some relation to character Winston. Winston. Mm. I was sort of right, and also sort of not about that, yeah. because it technically is another character from the Lunar Colony that managed to make his way to Earth. Uh, that character is not an ape or a monkey. It is a hamster, name and his Hammond. name is Hammond, and he's a tank.
0: <laughs> so, Although, we don't know if he's a tank. No, we do. Oh, we do?
1: It was announced on the developer oh, update. Oh, I see. I didn't watch so the y- developer yeah, update no, yet. So, on the it's, developer if This update, news is just so fresh. No, it's very fresh. So, I watched the developer update. Update at work today because I do my job really well. Uh, so I was watching the developer update and they did explain very clearly that Hammond is essentially going to function as a tank, almost in a way like D.Va, because his yeah. ball, He for those of you that haven't seen the update yet, Hammond is of course a hamster. Well, technically his exo.
0: hero's name is Wrecking Ball.
1: Yes, yeah, his hero name is Wrecking Ball, but the characters in lore games, right, hand, right, right, but Wrecking Ball, the tank, uh, he'll have the ability to be a quadruped moving tank, kind of like Arissa is, actually. Mm-hmm. Or he can basically do his Samus Aran move and go into Morph Ball mode and just kind of hamster roll him out around the map, and he'll have a grappling hook attached to his Morph Ball that he can kind of use to slingshot himself around the map. He also is going to have, I think, four guns...
0: He's yes. either going to have
1: two or four. I know he's got the two big guns. mini guns. He might have two smaller ones as well, kind of similar to Diva. Yeah,
0: because Diva has her like shotguns, and, and then, then she's the, got the rockets. mini missiles,
1: right? And Hammond sounds like, excuse me, Wrecking Ball sounds like he's going to function semi similar to that. He has a very different ult, though, called Landmine, and he's got a couple of other features that make him sound like an interesting character. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. To I'm try excited try it. to play him too. Yeah, I, I mean, granted, while like
0: I'm kind of tired, we just keep getting support of tanks as new. Euros?
1: Well, the thing is, did you see the more recent update where they removed the defense category altogether? Oh no! So that's a more that uh, update would have dropped. I haven't, I haven't have been, in, I as haven't been of, in Overwatch in
0: a couple days. Th- this
1: is very new news. So the developer update that was dropped the week of this recording, which mm-hmm. today is January, January, June, J- June 28th. June twenty eighth. It would have been on the twenty sixth, just a couple of okay, days ago. Yeah. Uh, they first of all debuted new Symmetra. So yes. all of those Symmetra reworks finally did go through. They did release the revamp of the map, Lunar Colony, so Horizon Lunar Colony. Oh, so it's changed They made now. some changes to it as well, presumably to make it less terrible, because the consensus yeah, within the community the was that it sucked. So they changed that, and then now they have just announced, but not produced in-game yet, the character of Wrecking Ball.
0: Should be hitting PTR so, relatively soon. Yeah,
1: exactly. But as part of that big update that happened this week, uh, there's no longer a defense category there's just dps just tank and just support oh so, they, so how
0: did everybody fall in line then
1: uh i believe that they maintained a lot of dps where they should be i think hanzo and widow are now considered dps characters that would make sense i believe the same applies to junk rat oh, the tank it's category like is rat. almost entire tanks are unchanged really tanks well, because now and supports are Torbjorn kind would of now same. be a
0: support probably right
1: technically yes yeah uh, I would have to double check the full roster, but I mean, the point can, is, yeah. there's no more defense category.
0: Well, anyway, we'll get off of Overwatch because Overwatch isn't our big topic for the day. But you know, we still have to talk about. We got a cute little hamster in there now. We do. There's he a, is a well, cute little cute dude.
1: little hamster being in I air mean, he's quotes bigger. there. He, yeah, he's been so genetically modified. Of so he's the, a little uh, bit bigger,
0: but I mean, still he pops out. He's <laughs> like. I hate it. He looks so cute.
1: I hate his guts. oh no. uh, fun fact: I don't like hamsters.
0: Oh. I've never been. I've never had an opinion know, here right? or there on hamsters, so, but a, but a CGI can be you know computer one who does little cute little giggles and claps with his little paws. So
1: uh, little leave cute. your comments on hamsters uh, in the uh, YouTube comments below. We'd love to know how strongly you love or hate hamsters. Yeah. Let us know.
0: Let us know. All right, but on to our big topic of the day. The main topic is. We're not going to do our, we, you know, we originally last week were kind of like, all right, we're going to come back. We're going to have our, you know, numbers six through four of our top ten list. but The we're,
1: problem we're, is two things happen Yeah, two big we were things that we like really oh, we interested should probably, in. We should
0: probably spend some time talking about this. So instead, we're going to talk about the two released demos in the last week for The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit and Octopath Traveler. Boom. We're going to start off, though, with Captain Spirit. Yes. So you... You know, originally we were going to do I was going to play Captain Spirit. You were going to play Octopath Traveler. But I know we've both now crossed over and played both. Correct. So you did finish Captain Spirit, right? I
1: did. Okay. Now, the thing that I want to mention real quick for anyone that is considering playing the demo is, I don't know if you had this problem. I had the hardest time finding it at all. Oh, I did too. So the thing because is... Because so you can't exactly, search for it
0: in the, play, exactly. in the PlayStation Store, at least.
1: So in the PlayStation Store, and I assume it is almost certainly similar on Xbox, this is a totally free demo, but the way that you have to find it is in your respective store, in either the Xbox or PlayStation, st- PlayStation Store, you have to search Life is Strange 2. Right,
0: and then and it shows then up. And then it will it was show so up dumb.
1: as one of the available downloadable And then demos.
0: you download it, and like, the cover art says, Awesome Adventures of Captain Fear. I'm like, why? Why
1: wouldn't that come up? Why wouldn't it come up? I don't know. It was real dumb. It was really stupid. And the fact that they announced it at E3 but then made it that hard to find really like perturbed me.
0: But so that's I can't decide if I want to talk about that now or if I want to talk about it after. Okay, let's just jump in. Let's just I'll save that for a little bit. Initial thoughts.
1: So my so, thoughts are a little complicated because we
0: don't want to get necessarily get spoilery here. Because well, I feel
1: like we should talk about the whole thing. Yeah, okay, that's true. It's a demo. You can go do it.
0: It's not going to. It affects Life is Strange season yes. two, but it's not the whole Life is Strange season two. That's it's correct. not even a full episode, I guess. That's cool. Uh, so, um so yeah. So basically, if, if, for those who don't know, aren't aware, not into it, like I don't care what Captain Spirit is. Like I said, it's the pre, it's the prologue to Life is Strange season two, which is going to f- focus around this uh, little boy, Chris. Blanking on his last name. I don't even know Anyway, his name is Chris.
1: We'll call him Chris Traeger.
0: That's from, from Parks, Parks and, and Rec. <laughs> that is literally the best literally name I've ever heard. the best name I've ever heard. But anyway. <laughs> we'll call him Chris Traeger. Okay. I'm doing but no, it. I'm going to look it up because that's <laughs> okay. going to drive me crazy this whole okay. time. Uh, but anyway. so Chris Pine. No. Chris Evans. No. Chris
1: Hemsworth. No. <laughs> Chris Pratt. Man. Wait, is that really his no. name? No. Oh. It's
0: like, it's, um. Wait, did on. you
1: say Chris Brown? Chris Pratt. Shh. Oh, okay, never mind. I was about to say shame on
0: Not me. Chris Brown, no.
1: <laughs> Chris Pratt.
0: That's that guy. Um, okay, so da, 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 da. Oh, it just says Chris. Okay. Ha, it says Chris his name. Wins. It, I'm not gonna make do that. It says his name in the game. I just can't remember now what it is. Um, but anyway, here's this little boy Chris lives lives with his single with his single father. Throughout the story, you was presume the mother their mother has di- or his mother has died. Correct. I first couldn't tell if she just left. If she was missing... Or if she was dead. And then as I go- went on through the story, I was like, oh, she's dead.
1: Yeah, because uh, you found the piece of evidence that describes
0: the car accident yes. and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, gameplay wise, it's very similar to Life is Strange. Yeah, it's like, it's got some refinement now. It seems a lot smoother and like camera motions, switch, you know, you don't have to go to a load screen every time you leave a building or a room. That was really nice. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was, you a know, nice some touch nice new things like right that. Away. Um, it was much easier because before it was just like, oh, I need to go back to Chloe's room. Oh, God. The stairs, then go through the load screen and all this stuff. Blah 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 blah. Okay, okay, I got all this thing. Now just I gotta to leave.
1: Smooch my girlfriend on the yeah. mouth and break her favorite snow globe.
0: I know it. <laughs> Tragedy plus reverse them, and there you go. <laughs> um, but anyway, so. He's going and, you, and so throughout this you he, he takes on the persona or he wants to take on the persona of his of Captain Spirit. And basically he like you know, he goes and he plays with his toys and there's the, the bad guy toys and there's his good guy toys and you typical know typical kid Typical, typical kid stuff. T- kid, typical Chris, kid imagination.
1: If you had to guess, he's probably between the ages of like eight and ten. That's what I was thinking. He's definitely not young teenager, he's like prime childhood years.
0: Also, Looks like Macaulay Culkin. He
1: really kind of does.
0: From f- uh, Home Alone, straight up.
1: He's very like. They should
0: totally. All, I hope they do something where he does the like.
1: Yeah. Scream into so the mirror. I feel thing. like they definitely won't. But well, he doesn't wear. Wait, did he wear glasses? He didn't. No. Never mind. No, Just he doesn't. Kidding. Yeah, he looks straight oh, up like Macaulay of Culkin, the rich villain kid from Little Rascals.
0: Mm.
1: Never mind. We'll, yeah, pass, we'll, over we'll, we'll pass over Whatever. that one. Whatever, non necessary but, uh,
0: but anyway, so yeah, so he takes on this persona of Captain Spirit, and so the kind of the thing in this one that's you know in Life is Strange season one, Max had the ability to rewind time, and this one is you would just have these little interactions where you would go, you would interact with things like the one moment did you turn on the water heater? No. Okay, I did so not. there's this there's this part where he goes into the the room. Uh, it's by the laundry room, and he calls it like the dark room, oh. and he you like open it and there wasn't a setup for this. Like I didn't know it was something I had to do. I just decided to try it out and you would do like, uh and it would have this like, you can activate these, d- some of the actions you can do, you can either just hit X to do the action or you can hold left trigger and hit X and it does like his like superhero version wow. of doing it. And so you go into this room and then it's like this, this like other realm and this like creature rises up and he has to like, tame the beast basically but it's him it's symbolizing him like overcoming his fear to be able to like turn on the water heater because it's this completely dark room that he doesn't like going into and so that's kind of like how he handles his abilities for now like it could grow it could expand as the game goes on and at the end there is a hint that like max he does also hold a power yeah. Of some kind. So
1: just to clarify, the power that they are more or less hinting at is he appears to be telekinetic. Yes. He appears to be able to actually move physical objects. He does stuff with his like
0: mind. a Jedi with his hand.
1: Yeah, like stuff. he'll like hold his hand out, and actually it's really cute in the he, like, game makes itself. The noise. He'll make the noise, like he'll hold out his hand and he'll go, mmm, like he'll make a humming noise, which I feel like is very indicative of childhood oh, yeah. itself.
0: Weren't you always like if you I it, mean, yes. well, for me, if, with me and my friends, we were running around like playing Nerf guns, stuff like that. you're always going pew pew. Like, making the noises, or even, like, playing with the plastic lightsabers, from you know, and everything, like, you, you're making the noise of, like, ching, 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 you know, and all that stuff is, like, hitting, exactly, that's what kids do, and so, uh so, you know, so I thought there was some very fun ki- touches, he doesn't feel like a kid, but he's an adult, like, you know, you know what I mean, like, you get that feel, like, sometimes when you play... Like Ellie from The Last of Us. You play as Ellie. She's obviously in a much different situation and everything and a much more, because this is where you're a mature person, but you still, and older, but still, like, you don't necessarily see her as much as, I feel like, as a kid, as it's, like, just a, a younger adult. I mean, adult. she's a
1: young adult. Yeah. That's the thing.
0: Whereas he really does feel like a kid. and exactly. and, and I think they do a really good job of, of portraying that. But, you know, it wouldn't be a Life is Strange game if it wasn't heartbreaking.
1: And if it didn't deal with, like Life is Strange did, some very... Not graphic content, but very mature Mature, content. Like this is, so we should probably just go on ahead and say for anybody that maybe has dealt with parental abuse or alcohol problems with a parent, domestic abuse, this really might not be the game for you. So just to put it right out there. It very much highlights those
0: very quickly. Yes.
1: So the child, Chris, he's with his single father, like you said, I don't remember what the dad's name is.
0: David.
1: Yeah, actually, David sounds kind of right. We'll pretend it's David for now while you look it up. So David appears to be kind of a younger-ish father. He looks like he's maybe in his late 20s or early 30s. And in the wake of the death of his wife, he is absolutely an alcoholic. Like, that... Aspect of He's his personality. He's drinking beer for breakfast. He's drinking beers for breakfast. He he drinks like half an entire entire bottle of what appears to be whiskey, watching one basketball game, and it's not even hinted at. It's very much in the game that Chris has this large bruise on his arm that was clearly inflicted by the father.
0: Yeah, and when that happened, and he was like, "Hey, has anybody said anything about your arm?" I was like, "God damn it! He beats the kid. Yeah. He beats the kid." Like I was and playing, so and I was so like, that's "Oh the my thing. god! It's this just got really, real like very quickly."
1: It's not expressly stated at this time whether or not this arm situation was a one-off thing but the way that Chris tiptoes around his father the fact that he appears to be in charge of most household chores he does the laundry he cleans up the house he takes out the recycling and again he's like eight to ten yeah and most he's doing kids everything. aren't really in charge of that kind of stuff he serves his own dad food because he's like hey dad I know that when you're watching the game you know you don't really you don't really get up and eat yeah because he's Off his ass drunk. Mm -hmm. So, like, Chris is a very positive and upbeat kid, but it's absolutely apparent that he's desperately trying to tiptoe around his alcoholic, abusive father. Yeah. So, if that's something that you're not prepared to personally deal with in a video game, don't play this one. Uh, It might be a little bit too. Uh, emotional for some people to deal with but if that's the kind of thing it's definitely treated in a respectful light i don't feel like it's the kind yeah, it's of not game. gratuitous yeah it's not gratuitous it's not excessive but the hints are there that that is clearly the situation
0: okay everything's just calling him chris's dad
1: um, <laughs> chris's, chris chris traeger's dad it is
0: then. <laughs> so, uh but anyway so yeah and so here's the thing though like obviously, I got the hand. Did you complete all the like activities that you could do?
1: I don't think I did because actually, this was pretty late last night that I did it, and I think I was just breezing through it, trying to, try to just and get, get through it, it finish.
0: And, and that's kind of how. Like, here was the thing for me about it, and you know, and it's and it's interesting in how the game can affect how you're going to play through it. I was scared to do a lot of things because I didn't want the dad to get mad. And then hurt Chris.
1: And I feel like that's something that a lot of people may react very badly to yeah and not because you know they dislike the game itself but because it might bring up really unfortunate memories yeah so again this is just a game that players need to be very conscious of and very careful of the same really kind of could have been said of life is strange one oh yeah it yeah, dealt yeah. with drug abuse it dealt with kidnapping rape. it dealt with rape it dealt with a lot of really heavy issues but Child abuse is kind of on its own level, yeah. and a lot of people have experienced that in their own lives. Definitely, or even if it's not outright abuse, uh, an alcoholic parent. A lot of people have experienced that as well. So I do feel like they've chosen to address some really heavy content, and they handled
0: it really well. Season See, that's one, the thing. so like I don't think we're gonna come out and be exactly. like, oh my god, they handled that poorly. Exactly, but I still think it, it does. Like I had an idea that the father was gonna be alcoholic and abusive from a trailer that they showed at E3 and all that right. stuff. So I was kind of already being careful about it, but I mean, I'm wondering how fast if I did choose like the dialogue options cuz now you know in this one you don't have you can't go back and rewind your your dialogue options like you right. can in season 1. So like I was because of that, I was very careful to be like I don't think he'll get mad at this one. I don't yeah. think he'll get mad at this one. Because Honestly, I don't want to pick the wrong one and see the kid get fucked up. Which
1: honestly, I doubt that they would do. Right, I'm sure that they like. This is the. I don't. I don't think we're gonna.
0: I don't think we're gonna see like the dad just beating the no, shit out I of the feel kid. I just still just think it would just strange
1: where like it suddenly goes to a frozen does the pictures screen, and all that stuff. And it's like yeah. you basically did this wrong and it will force you to go back and essentially redo the scenario. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Cuz even cuz there about were that times role. in life is strange where you didn't even have the option to rewind, you clearly had picked the wrong option. Right. So it would freeze frame and then force you to go back.
0: So the whole thing is that there's like this point. this point where the whole like point of the day is they're going to do this his dad was going to watch the the basketball game, and then after they were going to go buy a Christmas tree. um. But And so the whole thing is his dad's like, he's always like, oh, but you fall asleep, you know, when you're in everything, and you sleep all day. His dad's just like, oh, wake me up. And you can tell he's like, oh, I don't want to wake him up. And you find out he falls asleep all the time, because obviously he's drunk off his ass. Uh, And so you can go around, and there are, like I said, these activities that you can complete. Uh, like, Compiling doing the laundry, his for yeah, doing the laundry. Compiling his Captain Spirit costume. Uh, finding and playing with all of his toys for the opposite team. Uh, fighting a snowman monster that he has the set up in snowmancer? the back here. Yeah, the snowmancer. I like the finding snowmancer. It, finding like its treasure map. There are all these different activities you can complete, uh, and obviously, like in Life is Strange, you can go around and like interact with household items that will either give you clues to something else you might be able to do later, or just some fun little tidbits. Yeah. Did you in, investigate any of those things?
1: I tried to investigate the locked locker. So I this is something I couldn't find the code. I couldn't find it either, which just made so me think
0: like I was supposed to go there. But then also like it's supposed to be self-contained. And obviously, that, you should be able to do the activities. Yeah,
1: I feel like maybe so. Again, this was not the full episode, right. so I feel like maybe the locked locker and i think the locked cell phone they, yeah because i didn't get, I didn't get the those. cell phone cell phone either we could just be terrible investigators But like, never i felt know. like i
0: crawled all over but that it place. did
1: feel like there were certain things that were basically off limits to right. you. because again this is technically a demo
0: right uh so anyway there's all these different things and then you know to end the game to end the story is you do eventually decide okay i gotta wake up my dad He gets mad because he's drunk. He's belligerent. He knocks over stuff, uh, like twists his ankle or something. He he falls. Falls and all this stuff. Makes a lot of noise. He's cursing, swearing all over the place. Uh, And then as this is happening, like the old lady neighbor who happened to be walking by outside, hears he comes, knocks on the door, like talks to Chris, you know, being this like, oh, what's your plan for the day? But also like checking up, make sure he's okay. It is abundantly
1: obvious that they know that there's a domestic abuse situation. They are trying to... Deal with it as best as they can as neighbors, but you know, it's not like they can just bust in, right? Right, and take the kids. So she's basically trying to ask Chris these questions, like, Hey, buddy, yeah, you okay, wink, wink. And, and Chris is yeah.
0: being like, I at least how I played was very like, I said what happened, he just fell, uh, you know, and all that stuff. But I had a feeling like no matter what I picked, the dad was still gonna get mad after, yeah. And so basically, yeah, she leaves, but then the dad gets mad basically blames Chris for causing his mother to die because for some reason he
1: blatantly
0: chris bra- That's true. Chris. He says, if it wasn't for you, she wouldn't have gotten the car that day. So that alludes that to me that it was a car wreck and all this. And so Chris gets upset. So, I didn't find that evidence.
1: Okay. So there was, unless one, I read
0: something and, and missed it.
1: Maybe so. So there was a piece of evidence that you can find. I think when you were investigating either the tool shed or the garage, you were in it was one like a Box of, the, of files. Yeah, yeah. It was oh, a Box of files. Oh, I did find files. that. I did find that. And there was one that was a news clipping of the night that Chris's mother was killed in okay, a hit one. and run.
0: Okay, so
1: that's what happened. So that might actually make the end scene make a little bit more sense.
0: I mean, I, I had assumed by that point she was dead, and so then when yes. that came up, then he's just like the car I was like, oh, it was a car wreck.
1: So the mom was apparently late uh, out at night. She was out on the road. The car broke down, and as she was presumably walking to get help, a car hit her, killed her, and just drove off. Damn. And the police report said that they were actually looking for whoever did it. They were, like, actively investigating at the time of the accident. And you can find
0: by other stuff in the house that, like, it's been some time. Police are kind of, like, looking over it now and not getting into it as much anymore. Uh, But anyway, so Chris, upset, obviously, by this, runs outside, starts to climb his treehouse, and a rung on his ladder breaks, and he begins to fall out of the tree. Right before he hits the ground, though, he stops and levitates in midair. So you're like, oh! He does have a power. He
1: definitely has
0: powers. And it just took that event to trigger it basically. Kind of like how Max's did just randomly in in, exactly. the, in season one. So and then, you know, it ends. Uh, you know, he like sees some neighbor kids who like kind of smile, him, so you don't know if they necessarily saw or if <laughs> he just is smiling at him and yeah. stuff like that, but uh but yeah, and then it just fades by goes credits, and that 's it
1: so there may have been something that you missed that I got so okay. so first of all, to explain the end sequence of this particular snippet, this demo is my theory about the kids that he sees in the yard next door, I think those are going to be his in game Co-protagonist, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like like the Chloe, yeah. It very much showed at least one of the kids in like a facial close-up. So I was like, that "That kid, that might be his boyfriend. It's don't nod. They're very liberal. Mm -hmm. It might just be his best friend. We don't know yet.
0: Or kid, he doesn't know, like because that could be the. I was I was assuming that was the old lady's yard. So maybe grandkid. Oh
1: yeah, maybe it could be a grandkid. But
0: anyway, so that will come up more.
1: But there was a portion where if you completed one of the side tasks on the list, you know, the big bad of Chris imagination is this space villain called Mantroid. Did you see this side segment? I
0: think so.
1: I may or may not be about to blow your mind. I'm not sure. But so if you essentially, you have to do a couple of things the right way to be able to get the sequence, I guess. But if you like assemble all of Chris's uh, Captain Spirit outfit, and I think you like defeat the snowmancer. Okay. Yeah, no, I didn't do that because I
0: couldn't find where you get his helmet. Oh. I chose a helmet instead of a mask.
1: He got a mask. It was a blue like crayon or marker mm. and he basically colored the mask right onto his face.
0: Okay, so that's one thing like I've been playing for about two hours, maybe over two hours. And I'm just like, I can't find this. And, gotcha. and so that's, I just kind of I was like, okay, I've got, I've experienced So this. I guess
1: if you did it right and got his mask, uh, it takes you into this. So this is where I was like, oh, this is going to be a great game. Much like with life is strange. Okay. It, so I need to redo this thing. Yeah. It gives you a lot of really good realism into imagination. Yeah. Because Chris is essentially transported into his imaginary world. So that's what it was
0: when he fought the, yes. the monster with, the water heater.
1: Yes, yeah. So I didn't get the water heater one, but I got this one. Okay. So you basically are transported to what almost looks like the surface of Mars. It's this desolate reddish. Oh, yeah. I need to definitely report this. Yeah, thing. it's this very uh, intimidating part of the part of the demo. The music gets really scary. Chris is like going through the world as Captain Spirit, and he's like, "I know you're here, Mantroid," because that's the space villain's name is Mantroid, and you can hear like the villain talking in the background. And he's like, "How dare you come to my home?" homeworld, you peon, basically, or whatever he calls him. And eventually, yeah, pleb. And eventually, Chris doesn't actually encounter Mantroid, a creature, but at the end of the sequence, he does get to a crossroad. And the sign on the crossroad is like Manchester, and then like, I don't know, something else that has oid at the end. And it's Mantroid. Maybe that's where the intersection his mother was killed? I think that is the intersection that his mother was killed at. So my overall theory about, and that was actually very close to the end of the game, so that sequence happened before the treehouse sequence did, like right before. Mm -hmm. So my theory is that the actual game may wind up going more into detail about how his mother actually did die. I'm sure it will. Was it really just an accident? Well, I'm assuming
0: you'll find out like, the killer, by the end.
1: Yeah, I assume so, too. So that's where I think the game might be going. We could both be wrong. Yeah. We could just be a little right and a little wrong. So I'm excited to see where it goes. I am, too. And I'm definitively going to be fully on board. Oh, like, same. the minute it launches.
0: I mean, it's Life is Strange.
1: It's Life is Strange, exactly. You know. I, I trust you, Don't Nod to do it well. Yes,
0: yes. Uh, did you find any of the tie-ins to Season 1? No? You, they're in another box of like papers and everything. You find out his mom went to Blackwell Academy. <gasps>
1: I knew that she was an artist. I didn't know she went to Blackwell. On the main
0: and uh, the bookshelf in their living room, he pulls down a couple books and look at them. And this one, I was like, <gasps> one of them is a book of uh, photos by Mark Jefferson.
1: Oh my god! I didn't, oh my god! Really? Mark so Jefferson? I can't. Holy crap! But,
0: you know, obviously he's a little kid, so maybe he doesn't know the news. A slight spoilers for episode one. But still, it's just like... So I'm trying to figure out, like, does this occur before? Does it occur after? Does it occur during?
1: I don't know the answers so, to any of those. I mean, obviously it's And also, answer. maybe just because it was in, like, a northern snowy place that seemed like semi No, there were a couple... I was references that, to like, Oregon. well I was like this looks a lot like Canada. <laughs> so I was kind of imagining yeah. I mean, that it's still they the were Pacific in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Um, okay, so the only the last thing we need to get out, we need to wrap this one up so we can move on to our next one. Uh before we run out of time and stuff. But uh the, my only thing, my kind of like only gripe is not about the game itself because obviously yes, the game like Tonally, all the different things, gameplay, it's very much Life is Strange. You even had the, like, the Sif Stevens songs playing in the background. Yeah, the
1: music stuff. was very on brand oh, for yeah, Life is very Strange. very much.
0: Uh, and so, uh, but the one thing I didn't like, and this is more in the presentation of how Square announced it, they made it sound like it was a full episode. I agree. It's a uh, demo. Yeah. To, you beat it in two hours. Yes. It's not a full, but they were like, it's, it's a full, like a full adventure. You'll get to play for free. That made it sound like it was a big a whole episode. It did. I was not. And then when I get here, I'm like, Oh, it's a demo. Oh, it's only two hours. Like yeah. still, I'm, I'm excited to play it, but I was like, you should have said it was a demo.
1: And really, I don't even think it took me two hours. I yeah. think I spent max an hour and a half.
0: I mean, and you could you probably finish the story play it in like very an quickly. hour
1: ten, an hour of, or less. An hour. I mean, really,
0: you yeah. you don't even have to really do yeah, any of side things. You just have to wait for the, the dad choice. to go to yeah, exactly. Dad to go to sleep and then just wake him up immediately. And he'd yeah. be at the end. So I was I was kind of like. Just say it's a demo.
1: I agree that the presentation and the way it was marketed uh was not the best. It may have even be a little it may have even been a little bit uh of a lie. I, I think so. But like I the feel like I feel like that was a choice made by the marketing team. Yes. And I feel I don't like think it, it was, was almost certainly had nothing to do with the developers. Right. Which is who I'm trusting yes. to give me the game that I want. Same.
0: I just like that was the one thing. Once I got into it, I was like, this is not what they were saying yeah, it was, yeah, and so, I, I but agree. again, it didn't knock down the value or the like, the you know, the experience of playing the game. I was just like, I was expecting you could more have going just in. Said it
1: was a demo, yeah, yeah, And considering the fact that it's clearly a demo for as yet unannounced release date, Life is Strange two. How long sometime are we going to be? Though. We, oh, we do know yeah, that they said sometime in September. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we still technically don't have a definitive release date for Episode One.
0: Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's coming. Soon, soonish. Maybe in like July. I think they're July or maybe August for episode one. No, no, no. That's when oh. they're going to announce when it comes.
1: out. Oh, okay, gotcha.
0: Uh, this is like a news article I saw a, right couple, a couple days ago okay but anyway overall excited for the game
1: oh yeah i'm definitely definitely gonna play absolutely
0: i'm gonna try i'm gonna finish before the storm before though so i don't like have these two different things i got completely off before the storm i started like and got like i think i finished the first episode and then i was like okay i need to i got off on the other things uh but no so i want to finish that one first then come to life is strange season two it looks like it's going to be great so uh yes i I think you should play if you're into life is strange play the awesome adventures of Captain spirit
1: and even if you're not, do it anyways. Exactly. It's free, They're great games. and it's a demo. You can at least get a taste of what it's going to be like.
0: Exactly. Now, speaking of a taste, because that's pretty much all you're getting at this, which is a much more expansive and massive game than what will be Life Strange Season 2, the other big demo that we played this week is Octopath Traveler.
1: Octopath Traveler. Morgan on, has put been... Put up all eight fingers. Octopath Traveler. now it's just Traveller. Octopath Traveler
0: instead of Project Octopath Traveler. So the thing
1: is, quick caveat, I'm actually super mad at them for not making the name any easier. Like when they announced Project Octopath, parentheses, working title, yeah my assumption was that eventually it would be a little bit less terrible of a title. It's still I a don't pretty think, terrible title. I don't think Octopath Traveler is a good title at all. I mean, it just means
0: there are eight people that you could choose to play. They, they all come from different paths. Yeah. They follow the same path and they're traveling along that path. I mean, it it's makes, very like on the, the nose name, but, but also, it's, yeah, it's,
1: it's, just really it's stupid. I think I, I hate the title, but that being said, I personally loved what I got my hands on.
0: Yeah. So I mean, you've been excited for this anyway. Oh
1: yeah, I've been excited for this one either way. So just to give people a quick bit of background on Octopath Traveler, it is from the same people who made the Bravely games. So Bravely Default and Bravely Second, uh, both previous Nintendo DS titles. This is the same people that did those kind of games. So you can expect a really expansive JRPG with a fascinating turn-based combat system. Uh, fans of the Bravely series will feel right at home with Octopath Traveler's Which combat. But are you, are, you are a
0: fan of the Bravely oh, yeah, series. Oh, I
1: love the Bravely series. But there absolutely are some notable differences, so you won't feel like it's the same game recycled. It definitely has a lot of different uh, components to, especially the combat system that I'm really liking so far, along with in-game play and how your various party members can affect the game in itself. Mm-hmm. So, I know what my thoughts are so you, you play though
0: thoughts? all three hours of the you can only play three, hours, three yes. hours of this it 's like the game 's timer once it hits three hours you 're done, but you can do as much as you want Correct. in that first three hours and
1: it is also worth mentioning that even though this is technically a demo and you have a three hour max, the game gives you the ability to choose any of the eight title characters to start with, which as far as a demo goes, I was stunned that that was the the way they were choosing to present it. I thought for sure that they would be like, oh, well, it's the demo. You can pick between one of these two
0: characters. Well, because your your, uh, gameplay carries over to the full game.
1: Exactly. So that would make sense then. Well, it can. You don't actually have to. You can can. carry your data over. So if you wanted to restart from scratch, you could. But if you play all three hours of the demo and you decide you know what? I like what I've done so far. I want to keep this data. When Octopath Traveler comes out, I want to transfer it over. You can essentially pick up right where you left off, which I like having that option. I think yeah. that makes the demo feel it like more it's incentive. worth something. Exactly. It's like
0: a you know. I mean, this is basically our, could be our our first impression of the game. I mean you spent three hours yeah. in it. Like that's a pretty good first impression. I have
1: a lot of impressions already and they're pretty much all good. I I'm not actually sure I have a lot to knock against the game. Yeah. So I want to hear your thoughts first. So Oh so first of all I should start with a simple question. Let's both compare. Who did you start with?
0: I'm trying to look up her name. Uh Hanit, the Hunter.
1: Ah uh, you and Bro Mogan both picked her and I was like, oh you mean the Aloy clone?
0: Oh yeah, she
1: totally <laughs> is, dude. She totally well, like, is. I'm normally
0: not like a magish character, and uh, so it was either her or the knight character so, who, I was t- who was who t- was her the knight or the thief is kind of who was, I was messing with. But I was like,
1: you know what? I want to be the hunter. I think the knight's name may have been Ulric. That sounds about right. I might be wrong about that, but I think it was Ulrich is the knight, and he's kind of like the grizzled older gentleman. He's got a bit of a dark past behind him. He's trying to figure out his place in this new world now that I think a war has ended, is essentially his scenario. So both you and Bro-Mogan then picked the Huntress, Yes, uh, which when I saw her character art, I was like looks an awful lot like Aloy. Uh, that
0: actually didn't even cross my it mind, to- but it's probably just it's, like subliminally ex- implanted in my mind now that I love anyone who looks like Aloy, so yeah. there we go.
1: So each of these title characters does also have a primary, what I would know from the Bravely series, as job class. Yes. So your Aloy, what is her actual name?
0: Uh, Hanit. Hanit. I think I'm saying that we'll right. we
1: pretend it's right.
0: It's like H apostrophe A-A-N-I-T, something like that.
1: I will call her Honey. So, <laughs> real names please hashtag not sexist so <laughs> the huntress honey uh is just one of the job classes that you can get essentially the other is a thief one of them is of course of Knight. one is a cleric i.e your healer mm-hmm. there's one that is a scholar who is essentially your mage and your magic user yep. i feel like i'm oh there's the dancer uh, yes. i forget what her name is but she is very prominently featured on the box art so there's the dancer who is kind of like your summoner slash enchantress and then there's the character I picked as my starter, uh, Tressa the Merchant. I love her. She is my daughter. She's not a waifu because she's too long, too young, but I adore her to pieces. And I picked Merchant because I was like, what a useless sounding class. That is an odd class. I was like, that sounds really stupid. There actually was a Merchant uh, job class in Bravely Second, but I did not pick that asterisk to equip to my team because I was like, that sounds really stupid and I don't want that. So since I was given a second chance with Octopath Traveler I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to give the merchant a try.
0: Tressa is the merchants Tra-
1: Yes, that's what so I said. So
0: it's Ophelia the cleric, Therian the thief, Primrose the dancer, Tressa the merchant.
1: Primrose the dancer, that's right.
0: Um, mean. Oldrick is oh, the... I
1: was so close.
0: Is the other one. Cyrus is the professor. Oh,
1: Cyrus blows.
0: Yeah, Hanit. <laughs> H-A-N-N-I-T. and I
1: T. Yeah, I would say Hanit. Um, sounds
0: about right.
1: You know, let's just anyway, call her Hanit.
0: Uh, I think that's everybody. Alfin. Alfin is another person, unless oh, I already said that earlier.
1: Oh, he's the um. Yes, thank you for reminding me. Alfin is the the apothecary. Yes, He's an apothecary. Yes. There we go. So I gather that he's kind of like another type of support class. Yeah. So there's two supports. There's what are essentially going to be a couple of offenses classes, offense classes like the knight and the thief and the huntress. Yep. And then there are your kind of odds and ends characters like the merchant Tressa and the scholar Cyrus. Yes. So in my path, I started as Tressa and I only got to one other character. I got Same. To Cyrus.
0: I got to the and the the uh, the thief.
1: So did Bro Mogan. You and Bro Mogan went the
0: same direction. Well, I think the game pushes you in that <laughs> oh, direction a little really? bit early. Well, I guess there's one place in like this woodlands area. You can choose to get, either to go to one area, like down a path, or another one. And I think we must have obviously just chosen to go down the same path. Um, but Bro Mogan, great minds think alike. I like it, buddy. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so I can't. I, I ran across him first, and I'm still like I'm an hour and forty minutes in. So you might, if you really blazed through
1: it, you might have time to get to another character.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going out of time this weekend. I'm going to take my switch with me. Hopefully I'll get a yeah. chance to play a little bit more. Um, but anyway, so my thoughts, I am not a JRPG guy. Like you never it just have I, been. I never have been. You
1: don't have a backlog of JRPGs no. that you'll die on I've, your sword I've for I've jumped like in I do. a couple.
0: I've tried a couple, like I remember Freedom Wars I tried playing on the Vita, which I liked parts of it, but I still found it very confusing in what know, I'm supposed to be doing.
1: Ironically, considering the fact that you're one of the only people I know that actively owns a Vita, the Vita is well known for being a JRPG powerhouse. And it really is.
0: I honestly it's, bought it because yeah. it was Sony's handheld.
1: It's too bad that you're not into that because it has has a ton of titles that are well And they're well still making beloved. JRPGs. They're
0: still making the them, Via. exactly. Yeah. So, you know, that's that it. it is what it is. And so I just normally, I, I don't know. And I don't really necessarily know what it is about it, because it's not necessarily even that it's turn-based. I like turn-based strategy games. I mean, Civilization, come on. That's what I'm all about. Uh, and I like RTS strategy and stuff like that. But just for some reason, the JRPG ones, I think it's... I don't know. I I really can't put my finger on what about it that I'm just like, I don't like it. Sometimes I think, oh, I'm also not a big anime fan, so I think that's also too. The art style of them tend to be very anime, and very storytelling is very anime-esque. And so I think maybe that's just why. Just not my thing. But I started playing this one last night, uh, and so I I was playing through it. Like I said, I played like the first hour or so last night. Uh, and I got into it, and like I was doing my intro stuff with Hanit, and there's a lot of like dialogue to go through at the very beginning. I do appreciate though that they both, for the main things like that, they do have voice acting, and you can read, so you can skip through exactly. Especially with the art style that the game is, it's not so. It's not like they have these impressive cinematics that you're just like, oh, I'm fine sitting here and watching this. It's nice they give you the option to like read and skip through and all this other stuff. Uh, and so I was kind of like, okay, 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 and like the old English that they had going on, they were doing like, it might be only for this character, but you're that like, that
1: may have been unique to the Huntress.
0: But it, it, you're talking to like her master and it's just this, would thou thus not oh, moveth forward? And that's like,
1: unique to the okay, Huntress. so I
0: was, and so that, like I was like, oh, this is rough getting through. Like I'm normally okay with old English, but this is kind of killing me here. So
1: Tressa's mom and dad in the merchant town of I think it's called like Rippletide, mm-hmm. I believe is correct. Her mom sounds like a Minnesota hockey mom. And I was like, I freaking love <laughs> that's it. That's awesome. <laughs> like her mom and dad sound really normal they have what we might even call kind of American style accents yeah.
0: so mine was really easy you picked the bad character I guess but so uh, I was getting into. It. I was like okay this isn't boding well for me uh, I was like typical typical JRPG <laughs> but uh, but anyway so I, I got like through people. <laughs> I got I got through all that stuff started going around started exploring started uh, getting into a couple combat with some woodland creatures that were around and all this other stuff and you know I gotta say I'm loving it are
1: you really? I'm.
0: I'm digging I, it.
1: I thought you were gonna not like it no, at all. See? Do you it like build-up. it? You tricked it me. I know. You totally oh, tricked trickster. me. You're but, a tricks. You should have been the thief. <laughs> I'm digging it.
0: I, I legitimately am digging so, it. So
1: quick, quick caveat. Bro, mogan did make it to the thief as well, and he texted like we were both playing the uh, the demo kind of at the same time, and we were texting each other all of our different choices, and he was like, "Oh, I picked so and so. Oh, I've made it to the thief," and he was like, "God, he's such a tryhard. He really he's is." Like, like Genji and Hanzo smash together. Tryhard.
0: <laughs> I'm still playing through his like introductory quest because that's the thing. You have the, each character when you meet a new character, they have like a quest you have to do as that character, and then once you complete that, you're able to add them to your party. They have what um, is
1: essentially each character has a chapter one. Yes. So even if you start as Tressa, for example, if I run into Hanit the Huntress, then I am transported into her body essentially, yep. and I have to play through her chapter one, and then she can join join my Party.
0: yes um but no like the combat i'm i'm digging the turn-based combat it's really uh, good i got into yeah it's really fun it's fun like figuring out like because uh with Hanit, one thing she can do is she can if you're fighting a beast you can try to capture the beast and then you can use it later to like summon the beast in combat for you she has a, a like a, a leopard snow leopard-esque type okay. creature that's like her companion that you can summon into battle all the time unlimited like can you, you, can you name just, the creature it's like linda lindy L-I-N-D-E. L-I-N-D, Lind? Lind. Is kind of how Linda. I assume. Yes. And so, uh, but you can call Lind in and she'll attack. For, that could be your just main attack, is you just have Lind. And she just does like a sweeping attack. It'll attack. It'll hurt all enemies.
1: So she's kind of like a huntress slash beastmaster. Yes. A.K.A. a so, Pokemon trainer.
0: I'm really enjoying, too, that like you run into a new. A new type of enemy and it has you don't know what it's weak against so you have yes. to try all the different combinations like normally your first weapon for hanit is a bow but you also have an a axe that you can use or and so you have to like try these different things to to see which the beast is going to be uh, susceptible to for your attack and i don't know it's just great i'm having a great time with it and it then is. i got to like the first boss which was you know For one who's used to more playing, fighting bosses in the typical hack and slash game or first-person shooter, taking in this more turn-based approach sometimes it is like wait it was like very nail biting for me like
1: sometimes you're sitting there like on your choice screen your selection screen and you're like mother of God Cause what that do that i you, do if you could
0: break their defense that would basically give you a free attack which you could then you exactly. could use to either like heal defend do these different things and so i kept be, having to be like okay well if I do this attack and you can like boost your attack too to like have more hits and I was just like for, you know for on specific times no ma- depending on how many turns you don't use it you can build up to f- Four?
1: I saw five on my screen, okay, but I think I you can only use a maximum of four. And okay. then if you had five in your bank, you oh, because you have, have to have
0: one the one, it, yeah. correct? Correct. So, so yeah, so you can use up, to, you power it up to four. Uh, you can unlock different attacks and abilities as you go on, as you level up. And like, I just remembered, like, it got close. I think I got down to fighting the boss. I got down to two HP, and like, I was you're like,
1: so oh. bad at JRPGs! Oh, I was
0: having to, I was having to heal up. All the time. Oh, like I use. Really. All, what are they called? Uh, grapes. Like life
1: You're grapes. Y- <laughs> yes.
0: Whatever they're called. I was using them all. That's and, but, really funny. And then, like, was, but I was using my like special attacks that I was then having to use the potions to like I was having to plan when I would use the potion to refill my special attack uh, meter, all this stuff. I, like, I'm sold on it.
1: So, I, I think that I may be a little bit more in the rhythm of the combat, so essentially... Would you make sense? This is
0: legitimately, yeah. like, probably the r- most time I've spent in JRPG.
1: And a lot of what you have described may sound really familiar to fans, specifically of the Bravely series. So, this is where things are both very similar and diverge quite a bit from the combat system that we know from Bravely. So, from Bravely default, you essentially start every battle where each of your party members is starting at zero, And if you choose to example brave four times between anywhere from one to four times, you essentially put your zero counter to negative three. That means that for the next three turns, that character can't do anything. However, if from zero, or if from negative one for, or, yeah, no, only from zero, if from zero you had chosen instead to default and basically just take a defensive stance, which I did a couple times. you would gain one. So every time you default, you gain a battle point, a BP, yeah. which they reused in this game. So in Bravely, one. you would gain battle points up to a maximum of four again, which actually, it winds up being three, but it's three, two, one, zero. Right. Zero, one, two,
0: three. So that's what's cool about when you could, yeah. if you are able to break the defense of the character, that gives you that extra turns, so that builds that extra exactly. point. so you can d- start like hitting some pretty serious combos. So maybe.
1: this is where things differ: is that that one, two, three combo kind of thing feels very familiar to bravely, but in Octopath Traveler, you're not actually; it's not the same thing where you start at zero and you can go into the red. You start at zero and you can really only build on that.
0: Yeah, you, can, you go back I, to zero. Exactly. You can't. You can't go. So lower.
1: I like that difference, but you compile that with the fact that every time you essentially do a standard attack, more or less, or default, or go into defensive stance, you do gain those... They call them the same thing. They call them battle points, uh, or at least BP. I'm not actually sure what they... Yeah, they they call it BP. Yeah. So you can still gain BP, and if you choose to break an enemy's defense and then use three of your battle attacks, essentially, you can just decimate the enemy team. serious damage. But if you time it wrong, and this was something that was really unique to Octopath that I really liked is up in the top you may have noticed it would give you what was essentially a meter and it would show you where your character stood In the timing.
0: Yeah, and like who was going to attack first, who was going to attack next. Exactly.
1: So if you were fighting three ants, for example, it might show one ant as being the next in line to take a turn, and then you, and then two more ants. So you might say, you know what, I know that ant is about to attack me. I'm going to choose to go on ahead and defend, which if you defend, it puts you faster, faster. In the next round of turns. Oh, I has, didn't pick that up. Yeah, so if you choose to go into Ooh, defensive stance instead of battle, it speeds you up. It puts you it's basically a skip. You get to oh. skip ahead of the next person behind you. So that's where I was like, Okay, good to know. I see the strategy here. So it is both a timing and a resource management kind of tool in that you have your HP, magic users has have their SP, of course, and you have your battle points as well. So there's a lot to manage. And if you have two to three party members in your party at the time, you might just be like going, Off, so I was really into the combat, and it's presented in such a fun way. Like when you break an enemy's defense, when you hit their weak points, and it goes break. Oh, it's so fun! The screen gets really dramatic. The colors are super vibrant. The music, the music has been great. The music is so. I'm loving the music. So we featured uh, the the OSTs of Bravely Default, and I think Bravely Second at least one each on this show. I can't wait to start bombarding the show with Octopath Traveler tracks. I'm really excited about it. So like, I know that you're having a good time. I'm having a good time times 10. I'm like so excited. And the game comes out, of course, on July 3rd. Excuse me, July 13th. My bad, my bad. July 13th. And I could not be more excited to buy this this title and instantly start sinking hours upon hours happily spent balancing my parties and setting myself up for crushing victories i'm really excited
0: and honestly i've been really looking forward to getting to getting back into like a serious rpg you know like i'm still playing through legend of zelda i'm still playing a breath of the wild i mean i'm still playing through witcher i'm still playing through a couple other ones but like those are more uh, they're not like the deep tactical rpgs i feel exactly. like and that's what i've kind of been like itching for And playing it, I was like, oh, this is scratching that itch.
1: The thing about Bravely, and I know already about Octopath, is the amount of time that you will spend looking at your own skill tree, looking at your item loadout, looking at your armor, looking at your magic, assessing who's in your party and where you're going next. I've spent hours upon hours upon hours just being like, okay,
0: Rolling what, those stats, what, what's up. Yeah,
1: what stats do I want to build? What job classes am I going to put in my party? And yep. this kind of leads to another really interesting facet of Octopath that I really like. So essentially, each of your job classes has their in-battle techniques, but they also have out-of-battle techniques, which are really interesting. So, for example, Tressa's specialty as the merchant is she can haggle. So, for example, in most RPGs you can only buy items from the stores. So you get to a town, you run into stores, you can buy your items from there. Mm -hmm. Tressa's ability is she can purchase items from almost anyone. Oh wow! Anyone that you see that has like a dot 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 text box above them, she can go up to them and be like, hey partner, you want to do business with me? And they're like, oh god, small lady. We'll do business with you. Like She's really a go-getter. I like her a lot.
0: Entrepreneurial spirit.
1: And she can sometimes get better deals on certain items. Mm. She can also, for example, let's say that you're a mercenary. And I'm Tressa. I'm like 14 probably. And I go up to you and I'm like, hey there, sir. Got anything I can buy? And you're like, shit, yeah, little lady. I've got guns out the wazoo. That might trigger a non... uh, basically a separate bonus, which is if you're the mercenary and I buy something from you, I'll get a notification at the top that says new weapons now available in the shop.
0: So she can unlock
1: through her haggle ability items that you may otherwise not be able to get. Some of what I unlocked was like uh, really pricey stuff that I couldn't actually buy, but I was like, oh my god, that looks like such good armor. I want to kill myself that I can't buy it. (laughs) And I knew that I didn't have time to grind and be able to afford it like. Like I was yeah, because you got that three in. hours. Because I only had three hours. But the other character of Cyrus, who is like the scholar, his special might be, well, I can talk to you. And I can get you to divulge information to me that you might otherwise not give. Yeah, And this essentially resulted in, if I talk to you and you're just like a lowly NPC, I'm unlocking bonus items just out and about in the world so like i might suddenly see that there's a shiny a sparkly in a random bush on the side of the road if i click on that it'll be like oh hey you found a fruit whatever your healing yeah, the item, healing grape which essence of grape. can be a really helpful thing if you're low on funds yeah so if you don't have a lot of money you might want to go to the tavern retool your party put the merchant and the scholar into your party and thereby build up some items get some deals on stuff so i can absolutely see how the tactical aspects of this are going to be really engrossing i'm so i can't express enough Well, and and that's kind of an exciting thing for me too
0: because like i'm used to playing the more dragon age which has the same thing like you you know you can change up your party on the fly but normally in that kind of game i set my party i have my favorite characters and i just go you know, there's not really a whole lot of like changing out and doing these different things. So that is a, a very interesting aspect to me as well. Uh, so, I mean, for me, I am excited about it. I feel like I have some other games that I need to finish first before I jump into like a big like game. Like what? Oh well, like my! Legend just of kidding. Zelda. Like you know, well, like if, if you try that. to
1: finish Legend of Zelda, you're going to be there forever.
0: For I know, but so I don't know if I'm going to get it release day. But it's definitely going to be like a, a, a must play for me. I've got mine on pre order. I want to play it. So I do want to play. it really I'm getting
1: bad. it launch day because on the 13th I'm actually going out of town for a wedding. Oh, well, there so you go. On that flight, I'm going to be like nobody talk to me. There you I'm go. busy.
0: Got to got to have that plane entertainment. i got to you know? start
1: building my job points now.
0: Yeah, that was the other thing. I was like trying to like I like upgraded enough, it up, and it's like you got enough job points to learn new skill. I was like sweet. Went and bought a new skill, and then it, I was like, oh, I leveled up again. I can go do it. Oh, you have to get to hundred job points before you can uh, do a new skill. And I was like, damn it, I'm only yeah. at like eighty eight. and there. it
1: has a uh, scaling job points. So oh. essentially, the first skill that you buy, it'll give you like an option out of seven. So it's like, hey, you can pick any one of these seven skills. The cost for any of them is only t- ten job points. Mm. The next skill that you buy. You're going to have to pay 30 job points. The next skill that you buy, again, no matter what it is, 50 job points. Economics. So like the more skills you buy, it doesn't really matter what they are. They're going to cost you more. Interesting. Which again adds that other layer of tactical aspects you have to really plan it out look at the skills and go okay i gotta write this down what am i going to build this character to be yeah how do i want this person to function in the context of my party well, you know do i want them to be primarily healer or do i want them to be able to do damage mm-hmm. so it's i'm just super enchanted already
0: and the one last thing for me that i'll t- touch on that i was like oh this is different that i'm not used to especially when i was fighting the boss i really noticed this i was like there's no health bar. I don't know how much this boss has left.
1: Oh yeah, the bosses don't.
0: So I was, and so that was an interesting thing. Normally, you can like, oh, if I do this heavy attack, but you you know because you have like these limited resources, especially like or like you know this strategy points or whatever it is for like your special your special points. It's like I can't just do heavy attack after heavy attack after heavy attack, or else I'm going to use all my potion refilling my my stamina points or whatever they're called. I can't remember SP. Uh, and so I was like I'm going to run all that down so I have to like mix and match with these light attacks the heavy attacks and I don't know what's having the best effect like you know obviously you see the damage done but you don't see like the health bar slowly getting picked down. So that and might that just was a be new something like, that
1: you're not familiar with, because in the yeah, majority of JRPGs, you can never see the health
0: yeah, bar. Yeah, and it's definitely a thing that I'm used to playing.
1: Exactly. You know, but So this was actually a skill like that. that was a separate thing in Bravely, for example. There was a skill class called the Freelancer. Mm. And the Freelancer was kind of like a low-tier jack-of-all-trades, but like low-level. Mm-hmm. But one of its low-level support abilities was a thing called Examine. So if I chose to use the freelancer skill examine, it would show me what oh. you were weak to, what your HP was. And if I use that again later in battle, it'd be like, oh, you whittled him down to this much. So although you never had the ability, in Bravely at least, to actually see a health bar, you could use other skills that would let you know, hey, if you use wind against this guy... That's weak.
0: Points. I wonder then if, if that will transfer over in this one. Like I could see the apothecary. I, that. Yeah,
1: I really think that they will probably build some sort of skill like that into one of the job classes. I just don't know which one yet. I feel like it'd be a pretty good merchant job class. Yeah,
0: it could be. Good for oh, by that too. the
1: way, even though you can't, it's not stated that this is her technical skill. But Tressa, the merchant, can collect money from enemies basically where she just straight leader. up steal. Yes. No, she really is. So if you're on the map and you're just walking from one place to another, one of her passive skills is occasionally you'll get a notice on the top that says Tressa just found 500 gold from an unfortunate soul. Oh my. She's literally looting corpses out there. And I was like, good job, Tressa. Get us that money. So she's basically just she's got a like a steady stream of income. And I was like, you're a good kid,
0: Tressa. I like you. <laughs> then you find now she's murdering those people to she steal it.
1: Probably is. She's actually kind of a heavy hitter in battle too. <laughs> she's great. Play Tressa, everybody.
0: <laughs> there we go. So that is our basic first impression, I guess, of Project Act- uh, Octop... Not Project. Octopath Traveler, Uh, and and like I said, so obviously we're both having a fun time with it. We recommend both the games that we talk about today. Obviously looking forward to the full releases so we'll be able to get more in-depth and find out more about those and get to really root through those games and find out all the fun stuff to be had in those. But if you have played the Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit or the Octopath Traveler demos, let us know. Let us know what your thoughts are. We would love to hear it. Now, before we go, we do have to do our Sidetrack Spotlight. And I decided this on the fly. I'm changing something up. We're going to do Octopath Traveler. Good!
1: I was. I wanted to do Octopath. I was like, the music is so good. So he better do Octopath. We're just going to do the main theme. Nice.
0: Uh, Yasunori Nishiki is the composer of it. And so enjoy that after the close of this episode. But before we go, do have a quick reminder to enter our PS4 Glacier White. Used (laughs) giveaway that we're having. Uh, you know, the used is just so you don't get mad later when it's in. (laughs) Also, it's free, so you have no right to complain. It's a free PS4. It's a free PS4. (laughs) Don't forget to go enter our giveaway and uh, good luck to all who enter. We hope it will be a fun prize for whoever does win. But with that, that concludes this episode of Team Chat Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Adios. We'll see you all next time. Stick around.